And I still believe that these problems can be solved. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. This is The Political Show. <laughs> Hey, 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 and welcome to The Political Show right here on Active FM, where radio has never been better. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix, and with me in studio, we've got... The Black Knight. The Black Knight, <laughs> and joining us on Zoom is... Gavin Inslin. Pastor Gavin Inslin. Right here on The Political Show, where Christ politics hard politics hard politics and this week but before we go into this week's topic this is the first time after since 2020 that pastor gavin has not been in studio with us yep this is quite hectic it's quite hectic um but yeah he's joining us um via zoom and yeah yeah no it's gonna be interesting it's an interesting day <laughs> <laughs> but this week's topic um i didn't have my digital id hey, yeah. see? I, have to, I have to get it to you <laughs> this is what's going to be happening in the future just joking <laughs> just joking pastor gavin is is getting better so this week we are continuing from last week's topic where we started speaking about digital IDs becoming mandatory. Um, that is what Bill Gates basically said. And we had a lot to say about it last week that we didn't complete the show. So this week we are basically rounding everything up, completing the show, and again, giving our opinions. Pastor Gary, do you want to give a more brief explanation in terms of what we're speaking about? Just to remind the audience. Yeah, yeah, just to recap, obviously, so Bill Gates is saying that um, the world has to push for digital IDs. The World Economic Forum, United Nations, are all behind that. Um, you know, uh, we were asking the question, or well, some of us were asking the question, you know, the fact that he's got a lot of money, but what right does Bill Gates have to enforce this on the population of the world? No one's elected him to anything. As many of the guys that in the World Economic Forum that actually work there, they haven't been elected by anyone. So by what right do they have to push us into something, even the United Nations? You know, what right do they have to push us into something? Uh, obviously, Black Knight was <coughs> saying that it's a good thing because you can stop crime, he said, and stuff like that. Um, and uh, gigs, I don't think you agreed with him either. I know I most certainly didn't. Um, you know, <laughs> then we had, we, had to, we had to really maintain um, a biblical attitude not to end up seriously in the flesh and physically attack him but we managed to do that and so we said we'd, we'd continue the conversation today but I, I do yeah. want to tell you that off air he told me that he doesn't really believe what he was saying he was just saying stuff you know ah, you were supposed to keep the character <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah, so that is basically what we are speaking about. It's going to be hot as always. And before I end the intro, we have some good news. 
Um, this week, we found out, as a political show, which is quite exciting, we found out that the political show is featured in Feedspot, um, which is an online publication that uh, basically has a whole lot of panelists that um, rate different podcasts, different shows and all of radio shows and all of these things. And the political show made it in the top 10 political podcasts in yeah. South Africa. That is so awesome. Why do we not find this out before this? It's on the group. Yeah, okay, well, anyway. So we're the, in the top 10 in South Africa. Yes. We're number five. We are number five in the, um, uh, what's this? top 10 political shows in South... Podcasts, not shows, podcasts in South Africa. Um, yeah, so the Active FM team received an email this week and that email was sent to us to basically say, um, look, we'd made it um, and stuff. So that is exciting news. So if you're a consistent listener, thank you so much. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> But thank you so much for supporting and listening to our show and and all the your different opinions and things like that. We truly appreciate um, you listening to our show and being consistent and hearing the truth because this is what the political show is all about. Because Christ politics is hot politics. Hot politics. Active FM Radio has never ever been better haven't you heard it's the netflix of radio so we are continuing with the whole topic about digital ids becoming mandatory and last week we ended by the social credit system um that basically speaks about the fact that um when you have the digital id you'll have a social credit score meaning that they can determine where you can travel to how you can travel what you're allowed to consume um how you'll be able to transact and all of these things with your programmable money and that's where the conversation ended <laughs> with the whole programmable money thing so just go and listen to last week's show and because we actually go into more detail in terms of the social credit system um and stuff. Now this week we are looking into the whole campaign that is funding this and the campaign is called 50 in 5 campaign and the 50 in 5 campaign is a country led advocacy campaign where they hope that by 2028 will have helped 50 countries design, launch and scale components of their digital, digital public infrastructure. Um, according to the official, and that's according to their official announcement, the 50 countries are designated as global test beds. In other words, these countries are the guinea pigs. And can you guess where the first few countries will come from? Can you guys guess? Europe. Europe. Pastor, you said? Said? Uh, yeah. Africa, yes. Uh. But specifically sub-Saharan Africa. So us down here. Mm. Um, will be one of the first countries and they will also include India but the plan 
The plan is to roll digital IDs globally by 2030 and to include all citizens of UN member states. And that's according to Planet Today. So basically their whole, they're going to start tests that now, that by 2028, uh, most of the sub-Saharan African countries and India will have already gone through the test process and all of these things. And then by 2030, all the UN member states will basically have that implemented. And remember, it's not a thing of they're going to implement it and you can choose. It's a thing of they're going to implement it and it's going to become mandatory. And, and stuff. So now what are your thoughts on that? The fact that they're starting with, again, Africa and they're starting here, sub-Saharan Africa. And firstly, another question is, would it even work in a country like South Africa? Would it, I know we spoke about it in detail and stuff last week, but looking at the fact that they are planning to actually start here and in terms of the whole thing of it being mandatory and all of these things, what are your thoughts? We'll start with Black Knight and then Pastor Gavin, you can comment after. Um, so I think, yeah, we, we, we're going to face the, the, the biggest problem which we've always faced in, in Africa, whereby we are quite behind with the technology. Um, already we don't have like good internet, um, no matter how much, um, um, they, 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 uh, no matter how much internet we get or um, whatever things they plug us into, um, we, our internet is still not the best. Um, on top of that, we have, um, on our side, we have the, the, uh, the blackouts, which, which is, we know it as load shading this side. So we also have that problem happening, which is there's no sign of any of, of it becoming better anytime. Um, in fact, what we are hearing is that it might even get worse and worse. In fact, there were newspapers that were predicting a, a total blackout, like the whole country being blacked out. So, so things don't look like they're going to work out for us. And also, um, I was also hearing India. India is also a big pioneer of this thing. But also, their stuff is, is also not functioning well their internet is bad that um this whole service of move of transacting to digital currency is actually bad in india so much so that there's a there's a black market where they sell they sell money like they sell money and yeah that that market is now thriving in india because this whole digital thing it's not working they they actually made a market selling money and you you buy cash and it's like so weird but yeah it's it's gonna be a big problem um and in fact i don't i don't see i don't see this thing happening because the economy the economy is gonna collapse people are gonna suffer out of this and uh, i think uh, yeah germany was a test trial with the whole um going green and they had to um, power back their power stations and stuff like their coal fire power stations because stuff is not working. I, I think this whole now I'm not just talking about the ID. The whole idea of 2030 is just gonna be a whole a big flop once again. Yeah, yeah. Pastor Gav, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, look. Um, obviously, one of the discussions that we need to have about this is um, the amount of people, even in Johannesburg. That don't actually have cell phones. Yeah. You know, the moment you start going into informal settlements, um, first of all, in their houses, the guys don't have power. 
And there's a very high mm. percentage of the population in Johannesburg alone. We're not even talking in rural South Africa. We're just talking Johannesburg alone. That sure. do not actually have electricity to power up smartphones. And um, then you start going out of Johannesburg and out of the city areas. And I mean, there's many parts of South Africa where the cell, cell reception is very limited. I mean, you, 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 you go into rural areas and you go out of towns. And you can find plenty of places where there is no cell coverage. Um, yeah. Obviously, there was um, a discussion that uh, the Starlink of Elon Musk would be a solution to create um, internet for everyone everywhere. Um, you know, but now there's a fight between him and the Saving government. Apparently, the Saving government doesn't want to um, accept uh, what he's saying. Um, and, and uh, you know, so at the moment, there's not much Starlink here in South Africa. So um, that means we, we reliant on cell towers, um, not satellites, yeah. you know, for, for the infrastructure. Um, so that's, first of all, there's that, um, that challenge. Uh, the second challenge is um, with what uh, they like to call undocumented migrants. So, I mean, yeah. we, we, what they're saying is about uh, six million or so in Safi officially. Uh, we think the numbers are a lot higher than that. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, how do you know? How do you know how many people are in the country without papers? How do you count it? <laughs> um, you know, you, you don't have stats anywhere to say right. How many people don't have papers? You could work out how many don't have papers in terms of those that are expired papers. But even then, you're not sure which of those have left the country. And, yeah, no, uh, that's true. Because because it's very easy to leave South Africa without there being any record at, um, you know, at the customs and uh, exit points, you know, passport control and things like that. So when you, when you look at, you know, when you look at that, uh, that's the second problem is, um, you know, some people are saying you could have easily 30, 40 million uh, people without papers, maybe even more than that in the country. Um, and um, when you start when you start looking at that, um, yo, that, that now, now how are those people going to get a an, an ID? And many of them don't have phones. And then you have a third problem, in that um, how many South Africans are there? People who were born and bred in South Africa, whose parents did not register them at home affairs when you know as you're supposed to um, when mm. you're a baby. <laughs> so. Mm. So now you've got South Africans who can't get ID and uh, they can't get bank accounts and they can't get involved in the, the formal economy in any, any way, uh, shape or form. And so as a result of that, um, now you, you look at those three factors. Um, what are they going to give everyone a cell phone for free? And are they going to <laughs> wave? Are they going to... to just say, right, uh, the fact that you're undocumented, we're just going to give you an ID anyway, because you're part of the UN. You know, what if they come from a country that's not a member state of the of the UN? Mm -hmm. um, and it's now, it's 2023, we're almost into 2024. That's, that's a massive, mammoth, humongous problem to solve in an unbelievably short space of time. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. And one of the other things that they're speaking about in terms of um, this campaign and things like that is that the digital IDs or the digital public infrastructure is going to help um, 
in, so it basically in articles that the World Economic Forum released in September, they spoke about the fact that um, the the DPIs are going to help um, with children's rights. They're going to help alleviate um, hunger and they're going to help children that are lacking foundational skills. What are your thoughts on that, Black Knight? Yeah, so how's, how's that going to help all of that? That's my question. How's a digital ID going to help kids with hunger, with, with them being hungry? Like, like for me, whatever, whatever they put forth as their explanation of why this thing should be done, it it doesn't suffice it doesn't it it's it's not even close that we should do that you know what i mean that there's a big reason for us to like force people for because for me the, the 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 biggest the biggest war that i have here with this whole idea is that it's being forced on people that's for me that's the biggest red flag why is it forced like i said like i said on last week's show I'm I'm fine if it's given out there as an option. So if you want to have a digital ID, you can go up to Home Affairs and do that, and then you have and then you connect it to everything. If you choose to do that, but if it's forced on people, that is my biggest problem. So yeah, yeah that's yeah, but yeah, with what was said there, it's just <laughs> funny for me. Yeah. Pascal, what are your thoughts in terms? Your final thoughts in terms of the whole thing that they're saying it's to to basically yeah for the rights and safety of children and all of these things i just wanted to ask first black Knight. so if people volunteered and they wanted to get a digital id and five years later they decided they no longer want a digital id but now they can't get out of it yes. Yeah, but I think I think that's that's the whole point of life. You have to stick with your decision. If you they say you you what you whatever the bed you made us something like that. Yes. There's a saying. <laughs> yeah. So in other words, once you're in, it's over. Yeah, and obviously, and obviously, they must be told yes. One one, one important thing, which obviously I just re, um, remember, they don't do with the LGBT with the trans people and abortion also they must tell you i think with all uh, their wrong stuff they, they don't tell you you know like the consequences of what you're going to face so i think yes it must be mentioned to the people that once you take this id there's no like going back something like that yeah okay so you you trust them to to tell people the truth ah they they <laughs> haven't done that so <laughs> i know they, i know they will never do that <laughs> if it's if it's once in, once in, then, then it's that then people are forced. But anyway, um, yeah. In terms of the, the question, you know, what's that's going to alleviate hunger? What what are other things? Uh, the safety. child safety and rights of rights or safety of children, and then um, help those children that are lacking foundational skills. So education, basically. Yeah. And did I say how? <laughs> yeah, so it was written in articles by the World Economic Forum in September. Yeah, it's going to help these things, but they don't say how it's going to help these things. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't. And so a child, a child that's hungry, that hasn't got enough uh, resource to get food, is going to have enough resource to get a digital ID. Yeah. According to them. <laughs> 
Well, how? With a cell phone and connection. Yeah, so Thank people you. are going to choose a cell phone and have a food. Um, you know, so, you know, uh, th that's hogwash. I mean, <laughs> unless there's a paper somewhere that says this is how they're going to do this and this is how this is going to happen, um, then it's hogwash. And yeah. that's just an advertising slogan. Um, you know, often what you find is that um, when a company is a salesperson, the person will come and they'll sell a product. Mm. And um, when it comes time to implement the product, the people, the operational guys that have to implement the product, then say, sorry, the salespeople promised you what? You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. um, you know, yeah, at the, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, how's an ID going to solve hunger? It's the same as when they say the ID will help your health and, um, mm -hmm. and all of those sorts of things. And also if they're saying childhood safety, there's, a, there's, a, there's another inference in that which uh, I gather not explicitly saying in the, in the article. Um, it's only going to help with childhood safety, as they put it, if um, it's uh, uh, an ID that's somehow implanted on their bodies. Yeah. So now we yeah. start talking Revelation 13 with the mark of the beast. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we even did a show about it, I think it was last year, the Internet of Things. Yeah. And how they wanted to advance from that to the internet of of bodies, of bodies. It's, it's all part of it. Yeah, know? and from then the IDs to the internet. And then it eventually the becomes a transhuman future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's the whole point of what they're trying to get to. I think we spoke about that when we were doing the show on Neuralink, mm. and 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 stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, are there any last thoughts, Black Knight? I think also one thing we we also seeing is that they are pushing so much to to this fictitious world they like from all of this to your whole internet of bodies um human tra tra transition to uh, your metaverse all of these companies which obviously i guess they're all working together they're all working on one thing which is this imaginary world that people are gonna live in and obviously this whole th this whole idea oh nothing and be happy um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting that with whatever they they are saying, is it really going to be a real physical thing that you can touch, or is this this world that they talk, this utopia they're talking about, it's just going to be a fictitious thing where you probably put on glasses or whatever? Who knows? Going into the future, you'll probably just have eye contacts, and then you can see what's not there and then the real world actually is dying at the same time like what we saw in the matrix um so um for me um that that's one thing i'm also seeing out of this but yeah i actually looked at all of this this week and then i'm like ah, i don't think this plan is gonna happen yet yeah this whole um id whatever they're pushing to this world of days in 2030 um like pastor kevin pointed out the time period is too close like yeah. is it um, next year is going to be six years left and there's like a lot happening in south africa that we can build infrastructures that are going to be that cool that people can walk around with ids in their bodies i don't think uh, that's like that's impossible honestly i that's very impossible in south africa i don't know about other countries but yeah that's my opinion yeah pastor gave any last thoughts obviously um there is a danger specifically in South Africa with this because um, 
you know, in the, the previous regime that ruled South Africa prior to 1994, um, there was the apartheid system, and obviously the world knows about that. And part of the apartheid system was the thing called the Dom Pass, which we spoke about when we were discussing things like vaccine passports. And, uh, yeah. you know, for starters, anything that you implement within South Africa that's going to remind people of what's known as the Dom Pass is um, not readily going to be accepted by the population at large. Um, you know, yeah. and uh, we, we know from history in South Africa, um, you know, when, when you have people that have malicious intent that are in power and you give them systems like this, um, it gives them far too much control over people's movements and things like that. And that's fine, you know, if their intent is good. But, you know, I'll go with a biblical view. Um, you cannot trust any human leader because any human being is a sinner. And Thanks. the average yeah. sinner will be corrupted by power. So, um, you know, the, 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 the last thing I want to say about that is, you know, when you look in the Bible, the one who wants control is the devil. What mm. the Lord, what the Lord aims to give is freedom, and all the training, all the discipleship, everything that comes from the Lord is actually to foster freedom. And mm. uh, if you look at the world leaders, what they're doing, they 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 they're calling for what the enemy wants, and that is control, total control, yeah. where you control how people breathe, almost if you're not in what they eat, all of those sorts of things. So. Yeah, that, that's just uh, from my side, I believe. Um, you know, the only reason that, that people in power would want this is to be able to control the masses. Mm. Yeah. In Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 2, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and that and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before he, him, he endured the cross, uh, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Yeah, um, you know, what the, what the discourse amongst the world's elite and the world's media is moving from, you know, when I was young, it was all about freedom. Now they're claiming it's all about safety. And when it's all about safety, you know, this whole safety concept enables uh, control, which is the opposite of freedom. And uh, mm -hmm. the other thing is, if you look from that, those verses, the things that ensnare us, it's sin. And sin has, yeah. a, has a tremendous weight, and it gives us a tremendous burden. And uh, the only place where we, we can get freedom from that is through Jesus. Yeah. And uh, as, as, as that verse says, he's the author and the finisher of our faith, and he's, uh, he's the pioneer. He pioneered the way to true freedom for us. In fact, mm -hmm. Jesus himself said that um, if we know him, if we know the truth, then, then the, the truth will set us free. And if the truth sets us free, then we'll be free indeed. So the thing is, um, you know, um, we need to stop trying to get perfect safety. I mean, obviously, we need to be responsible for things and that. But perfect safety is not possible in this life. And the thing is, what we need yeah. to focus on, instead of all of these so-called systems, that if you fix people's money problems, and if you fix people's education problems, then everything else goes away. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, we want to help people financially. We want to break poverty. And uh, but, but the reality also says 
that the poor you will always have with you. That, that's what Jesus said. You will always have poor people with you um, until he comes back. Poverty is part of the curse that comes because of um, of of the sin, you know, of of Adam in in the Garden of Eden. And the only way yep. to escape that 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 poverty, which is a curse, and the curse is bondage. And the only way to get true freedom is through Jesus. And so yep. I may encourage everyone instead of trusting in a digital ID or a digital anything, or even an analog anything, or even a paper anything, if you know what I'm saying. Um, trust in Jesus, and that's your, that's where you'll find true freedom. Yeah. Amen. This has been the political show right here on Active FM where radio has never been better. I'm your girl Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix. And with me in studio we've had The Black Knight. The Black Knight and joining us via Zoom we've had Gavin Inslin. Pastor Gavin Inslin, right here on the political show where Christ politics is Hot politics. politics. Active FM. Radio has never been better.